everybody, it's the Atheist Experience. I'm your host, Russell Glasser, and with me today for the last show of the year is Don Baker. Oh, it's good to be here. Yeah. Um, today in our uh, pre-Christmas, not very special at all, um, we have a skeleton crew running the uh, back room, so if anything goes wrong, then be sympathetic, and if it doesn't go wrong, then be super impressed. <laughs> there you go. It's Sunday, December 22nd, 2013. We are a live call-in public access atheist television show based in Austin, Texas, dedicated to promoting positive atheism and the separation of church and state. Uh, We're available through live streaming video at ustream.tv. The official Atheist Experience website is at uh, atheist-experience.com, and you can uh, provide feedback by commenting on the official show blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP, or you can email us at tv at atheist-community.org. Uh, watch the show after it streams live by checking uh, our Blip TV and uh, YouTube channels. If you enjoy this show, please check out our other related podcasts, The Nonprofits, which is airing on the first and third Wednesdays of the month, and Godless Bitches. Um, you can find links to that from the Atheist Experience website. And the next nonprofits, uh, if the timing is right and everybody can make it, should air on January 1st, 2014. Uh, and as always, the cast and crew of the show will be headed for Threadgills downtown in Austin. And anybody who happens to be in town is welcome to drop on by. So, uh,. I've heard people use the word pilgrimage more than once to describe (laughs) heading for Austin to come hang out with us. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Hey, Don. Well, howdy, pilgrim. (laughs) (laughs) Had that coming. Yeah, but um, uh, hey. Well, I'm talking again uh, about uh, yet another failure of Christianity. I've I've done 20 previous shows, so so much failure, so so few gods. Yeah, quite a collection. I've got lots more to go. Uh, today I want to talk about the failure of fraternity. And what brings this up is that each year the Pope issues a message for the Vatican's Day of Peace Remembrance, which is January 1st. Is the failure of fraternity when the dean comes and says, you know, you guys better shape up before right. the end of the year? Right, no more hazing, yeah. Right. Something like that, yeah. So, uh, and many people are calling Bergoglio, the Pope, uh, Pope Francis, uh, a world leader. Um, and, and time is even named in person of the year, uh, this, this, uh, about a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and the central theme of his message is fraternity. And I'm going to assume that he means the qu- quality or state of being brotherly or brotherly love, brotherhood, instead of, uh, exclusive all male club, which maybe, maybe that's what he really means. I'm not so sure. 
Uh, on the plus side, I agree with the importance of fraternity uh, is in the defini- first definition. And on the minus side, uh, he's, he's hijacking the phrase to sneak in religion, which is incompatible with fraternity, uh, his religion. And so fraternity is just another failure of Christianity, and I'll justify that in a bit. Uh, what's right about Bergoglio's message is uh, the love of one's fellow human being is, is really the foundation of peace. And he calls fraternity the, the foundation and pathway of peace. He actually calls it that, and I agree with that. Uh, key themes here are equality, reciprocity, recognition of our common humanity, and our relationship to all creatures on the planet, you know, humans and all, all other creatures. And these are the core tenets of liberalism, I, I, would, I would say. Uh, and so it's a bit of an odd thing coming from the Pope being a very staunchly uh, a cons- a conservative organization. And his message, un- his message unfortunately, is self-serving. He, he uses this brotherhood imagery uh, instead of humanity or, or that sort of thing, to, to make a place for a father. So in doing so, he tries to smuggle in God, the heavenly father, his, his special son, Jesus, the papal hierarchy, priests, the virgin mother, and a million saints. And everybody else uh, who's not on that list is a miserable wretch who deserves to be tormented and tortured unless they adore the torturer and give money to the Catholic Church. So that's, that's kind of uh, how, how the whole thing gets twisted around. And all of these things he's trying to smuggle in are, are a big distraction to, and, or completely at odds with brotherly love, what, what really is the core message. There's a couple other little self-serving things that I'll touch on, too. He, he decries organized crime and money trafficking, but uh, the Vatican has been doing both. Uh, we've got the illicit man-boy love thing going on with the organized crime, and the Vatican Bank has been the center of a money laundering scheme for a while here, a money laundering scandal. He decries the right to life and religious freedom uh, and, the, and the threats against religious freedom, I should say. Uh, plus, uh, but, but he's, he and his organization works to insert their religious agenda over or in other countries' policies like the U.S. And remember, they exterminated the Cathars and, and tried to do the same to the Jews. So uh, I don't know about this right to life thing. He decries the creation of poverty, but uh, this, uh, you know, co-opting women's, uh, women's uh, you know, reproductive organs to make more, more babies, uh, especially poor ones, seems to be creating poverty. So we'll go figure. So uh, let's take a look at the, the, his, his message as far as the, the themes in the message. Let's take a look at how, how the, the, uh, the, the Pope... Uh, uh, how fraternity has happened in the Bible and how fraternity is, has been done by the, the Christians, especially uh, the popes. So I would say that God is incompatible with the love for one's human beings, and simply put, it creates a conflict of interest. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and humanity, right? And, and those two things are often in conflict, um, and choosing God usually means denigrating or, or harming humanity, and uh, consider something like, uh, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Or uh, uh, as far as slaves, uh, Bible quote, you may treat them as your property, passing them on to your children as a permanent inheritance in Leviticus. So, uh, um, so Bergoglio uses Cain and Abel as an example, as, as a need for, for God. But the story is about harm caused by the rivalry for God's favor. So it's exactly this sort of thing. And he also says, now listen to the subtext of this message, all who accept the life of Christ and live in him acknowledge God as Father and give themselves completely to him, loving him above all things. 
including your fellow man. So yes, it's incompatible. Uh, fraternity is incompatible with with uh, with Christianity. Uh, you, you can look through the Bible. The Bible's kind of a genocide manual. You can look at Cain and Abel in Genesis 4. That's a non-fraternity uh, thing. Uh, the, the story of Abraham going to kill his son at God's command, there's a great example of non-fraternity, of you know, killing, your, killing your kin in order to, uh, to benefit uh, yourself and get, get, get the goodies from God. There are many, commandments, or many commands in the Bible for God to kill. There's the curse of Ham in Genesis and slavery in Exodus that has used, been used to uh, oppress uh, blacks and, and slaves in general. Uh, women and children are property in the Bible. There's uh, tr- mistreatment of Jews and hate your family. Uh, Jesus, Jesus himself gets in on the act in Luke 14.26. So lots of non-fraternity, lots of impediments to brotherly love. How about uh, popes and Christian leaders? Well, the previous pope, Ratzinger, shuffled priests himself in the pedophilia scandal, and he worked to hide abuses. Not much fraternity there. Pius uh, XII uh, helped to legitimize, legitimize Hitler and did not utter a word about the, the Holocaust in, in, as saying it was a bad thing. Martin Luther, not a pope, but, but uh, certainly a, a religious leader, incited the Peasants' Rebellion and was a major anti-Semite. Various popes led the Inquisitions. Also, the Spanish Inquisition was led by the pious King Ferdinand and uh, was also a religious uh, themes in the conquest of the Americas. Pope Innocent III, I'm going backwards in time, began an era of witch burnings, which is a uh, you know, pretty, pretty awful thing. And Pope Urban II led the First Crusade. So lots, lots and lots of negative examples. So in conclusion, while, while the love of one's human being is the cornerstone of peace, Christianity is incompatible with it. God sets up a conflict of interest. The Bible is rife with examples, exalted examples of persecution and murder. Christian history, especially the papal history, shows the true nature of religion, and therefore fraternity is a failure of Christianity, and therefore we have some trouble with peace. And I hope that, that Bergoglio realizes this and turns from Christianity to, to, to true fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That's, that's my message for, for the day of peace. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> okay. Let's All take right, some calls. Thanks, How about that? Yeah. Uh, Rick in Pasadena, California. Uh, hi, Don. Hi, Russell. Hey. Uh, hi. Into the show. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I guess I'm, uh, I'm borderline agnostic atheist. You know, I'm sort of on the fence about that. Um, okay. But uh, I actually wanted to, I, I had a question about, uh, uh, I guess, uh, near-death experiences. Um, my, my question is, why do I see that a lot of these documented uh, out-of-body experiences, so to speak, um, they come from, uh, they come from Christianity and people that follow, follow Christ. Uh, whether it's Christianity, Christianity or Catholicism, but I don't see uh, many of these cases from other religions. Um, uh, that would be confirmation bias. I mean, you know, the, the idea of uh, the out-of-body experience as a spiritual thing is uh, an expectation that a lot of people have in Western culture. Uh, and so, you know, they see what they want to see. People... Uh, you know, pe- people in these various cultures, uh, you know, cr- Christianity promotes that kind of thing more than a lot of other cultures, probably. 
Okay, so you wouldn't say, I, I mean, I think, is it, isn't it Islam that's the world's largest religion? And you wouldn't say the people that I have... I think they're about equal. I think Christianity has a small edge. Okay. Okay, but you wouldn't, so you wouldn't say one of the largest religions, you know, if there's a lot of people that have convictions about Islam, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't expect to see someone that said, like, oh, you know, I, I came on the brink of death, and I called out to Allah, and I, I, saw, him, I saw him in my vision. You know, uh, you, I, I actually don't know what you've seen with the comparative numbers of, of Christians versus Muslims saying they saw stuff when they were about to die. I I can't just take your word for it that Muslims don't say that. I bet they do. Okay. Well, yeah. I I, I wouldn't know offhand. I'm just I just uh, I just look on the internet and see other oh, okay. documentaries. Well, <laughs> you know, I've I've never seen anything I mean, that came from the, the uh, stuff. Can you read on English language sites on the internet are much more likely to be overwhelmingly Christian than Muslim. Think of it also this way, uh, you know, in, is, in Muslim countries, uh, they don't really have to justify their religion so much. They pretty much have a monopoly. And so there isn't much dialogue and there isn't much need for justification, right? We don't have to sell it quite so much. So, uh, you know, I think uh, in, in this country, you know, we, there's a lot of selling of, of religion and a lot of trying to, you know, rationalize it exists because we've got... You know, fairly outspoken atheists. We've got a melting pot of other cultures and religions, and and uh, you know a lot of naysayers and these sorts of things. And so I think they have to, you know, bolster it up a bit more here. Uh, is is my thought. So I don't know if I'm right. I'm just yeah. I don't know. I, speculation. I just did a Google on Muslim near death experiences right now, and I got 914,000 results. The first of which is neardeath.com/muslim.html. There you and, go. Uh, you know, there there yeah. are sites out yeah. there. So, so I mean, so it depends on a, how you've looked for them. Right. Islam has a notion of heaven and, and you know, I think the, the light theme is, is fairly common and you can interpret that lots of different ways. You know, you, 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 when you're steeped in religion, you tend, you tend to, you know, imbue your, your, your experiences with religious connotations. Uh, especially the mysterious things, right, or the unexplained things. So, yeah, you know. I, I mean, it's sort of like it was only after people start after like aliens started entering the popular culture uh, with with the first sci-fi being created that people suddenly started believing that they were abducted by aliens in their sleep all the time. <laughs> you, and then it you sort know. of went away, didn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I haven't heard a lot lately, but I would bet that there are still a lot of uh, alien abductees I think, out there. I think X-Files made it go away, <laughs> but uh, that's just my thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thanks, Don. Thanks, Russell. Sure. Keep up a good book. Sure. Uh, happy holidays. Okay. You too. Bye. Merry Christmas, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate America? <laughs> uh it's Russell in uh, California. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Hello. Yes. Can you hear us? Yes. What's up? Uh, I, I I hear you just fine. Uh, so I've been listening to the archive of your show, and earlier this year there, there was a caller who had brain damage, and because of this he had a hard time being taken seriously and. And you recommended 
that he start a blog so that the the way he speaks doesn't impact what he wants uh, to say. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I have a, a similar problem. I I'm autistic, and oh. because of this, when I when I I talk to religious people, often I don't have a, a very good response ready. It takes me a long time to think, and and because of this, it, it comes off as that I'm admitting that I'm wrong, or they've or they've they've won the debate, and. Mm. For me, blogging isn't really an option mm. because I also have difficulty writing. So, oh, really? I, I was wondering if, if, if you had any, any suggestion as for, for what me to do so that I could be taken more, more seriously when I'm, I'm trying to debate. So you have more difficulty writing than talking? Uh, yes, I would say so. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a tricky one because, I mean, you know, Arguing with people is all about presentation. I mean, being right or not doesn't hinge on how well you present yourself, but uh, to some extent, uh, having direct arguments with people does. Uh, so, and and being know. able to think on your feet, you know, it may be that that's that's not a uh, you know a task or whatever that that you're that you're well suited for. Um, I don't mean to be. You know, disparaging, but uh, maybe maybe no, you can I'm, find I'm not offended. maybe you can find something else uh, that 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 fills that that uh, that need. You know, I I, I uh, you know view this show and and the blogging that I do and things as, as kind of an outlet, right? It, it helps it helps relieve some of my frustration and and uh, and, and 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 annoyance with a lot of the crazy that's out there. And and so, in a way, this this the, these sorts of things are therapeutic to me, and I certainly don't want to deprive that of deprive you or anyone else of that that sort of experience. Uh, uh, who do you generally argue with? I mean, are you talking to strangers, or are you talking to people who already are aware that you're autistic? I, I mean, you know, who already know you well. Well, it's it's generally comes up between friends. I I don't okay. like go out to any sort of public debate venue. You're not okay. ringing doorbells or anything like that. Seems <laughs> kind of. I, I mean, then it seems kind of rude of your friends not to make allowances for your uh, for the particular uh, problems that they already know you've got. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, another bit of advice is to practice and keep keep at it. Because you, you do get better as time goes on. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you've got actual uh, medical issues that are preventing you from from mm-hmm. doing that, I mean, like I, you know, I'm tempted to say just write more and you'll get better, but I don't know the nature of your autism. Well, the, yeah. I've, I did used to be uh, worth at speaking as well, so I I, I do agree with the, the sentiment of, of practice makes perfect. Right. I mean, you uh, you speak pretty well. Just a lot of pauses, I can tell. Well, thank you. All right. Good luck to you. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I don't know a, a lot more advice I can give you. But yeah, good luck. Okay. Okay. We take another see call? ya. Uh, Charles in Illinois. Illinois. Yes. Hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling in regards to how to deal with uh, how people uh, react to uh, 
the word atheism, like uh, the most famous recent one was from Oprah, <laughs> when she stated that uh, atheism cannot, atheists do not have a sense of wonder or a sense of awe. Oh, you're talking about when the uh, the swimmer came on her show right. and said she was an uh, that. Um, she felt wonder at the sense of the universe, and Oprah said, then you're not really an atheist, right? Yes. It's just of a, some kind of on attack, right. a subtle one. Well, atheist, uh, you know, has has really been drugged through the mud, especially during the 50s, uh, during the, you know, the Red Scare, and, you know, we, we, it was us God, God-fearing uh, Americans against those godless communists and all that, and... Uh, and there was a really, uh, you know, anti-patriotic uh, a slant put on atheism. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, Christians have done a pretty good job of conflating it with immorality, which is yeah, po- also... Poisoning the well. Yeah, so we're, you know, I think we're slowly rehabilitating the word. And, and uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with being an atheist. I think it's a good thing. Right. Same here. <laughs> good. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I think the thing to do when, when you encounter these sorts of things is speak up. You know, use your free speech rights to say, hey, that was wrong, or hey, you're misrepresenting these people. And I, I think a lot of it is that, that people are just ignorant, and they don't, they don't know many atheists, and they don't realize where we're coming from. Uh, and, and that's part of the purpose of this show is to just make people aware of, you know, what we're about. You know. Right, yeah, the more you let people know how where they're coming from, the more people over time will realize, uh, I mean, will notice when Oprah says something ridiculous like that and maybe also say something about it. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a study that, or there was a poll that just came out that I've been in, really enjoying citing since I discovered it. Uh, I think it was a Harris poll uh, which indicated that... Uh, the number of people who believe in God is uh, dropping really rapidly. So it was like it went from eighty-one percent to uh, like seventy-four percent or something like that in the wow. last five or ten years. Wow! In um, the last five or ten years, yeah, something uh, like we've that. We've gone from like five uh, percent to close to twenty percent or eighteen percent or something like well, that. Well, this is the nuns, right? Rather than nuns. Yeah, the people who don't identify with anything, which is different from the actual atheists. I think people who say they're atheists in America still hovering around like 1% or 2%, pretty small. Um, but yeah, these, these polls are very sensitive to how the questions are asked. Exactly. And there's a lot of, lot of trickiness in these, in these things. So. The, the, pro- the problem of framing the question. Yeah, right. yeah. And... and uh, you know, I, I think religion polls and sex polls both uh, <laughs> suffer from, you know, people saying things uh, to to uh, because of their self-image and not so much uh, what's really true and these sorts of things. So, um, but but what's going on is that there are a lot of polls confirming this. So that that seems to be uh, saying, hey, this thing is real, and and uh, there really is uh, there really is this this change in demographics going on and and thank goodness right um, maybe maybe uh, the, re- the religious people won't be the majority at some point and we can uh, you know get on to solve problems <laughs> instead of uh, you know debating about who's more Christian in, in our politics or things like that true yeah now uh, one other thing there are a number of uh, other shows that are on the internet 
that mm -hmm. are not for profit, that okay. are, uh, some of them are based on uh, your format. Okay. Uh, I don't know if good. we have any proprietary claims to our format. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <No>. um, <laughs> talking to people on the phone and answering questions was around for a long time <laughs> before right. we showed up. <laughs> yeah, but these are flat-out atheists like you. Okay, good. Uh, uh, one of them I, is in Knoxville, Tennessee, of all places. Yeah, I've seen that show. I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, so I was going to give the shout-out to the Free Talk Forum. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Free Thought Forum, like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's uh, Atheist of Minnesota has a uh, uh, an internet forum, but uh, they don't accept calls yet. Okay. At least they haven't. Yeah, and, and in uh, the Philippines. Oh, good. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, don't don't forget my uh, friends in Seattle who do ask an atheist. That's a radio uh, program. I now, wish right? they yes. were not for well, profit. They they rewrote the rules to the point of where they had to uh, uh, go to a uh, radio format with commercials. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they all appreciate your plugs, and uh, thanks for calling. Have a good one. All right, thanks. see ya. Bye. Bye. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have uh we're not getting in new calls indicated fast enough slow, but slow day, huh? uh oh <laughs> we're getting uh uh like a, a special message <laughs> okay. oh great so uh we have uh someone on line one <laughs> hello hello are you uh are you the muslim that i'm i just got this message <laughs> Uh, yes, ma'am. I I don't like how you just said you're the Muslim. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry. That this is the only note that I got. I didn't get okay. your name. Okay. Uh, well, what I wanted to talk about is, um, you know how all different religions have their own uh, doctrine to follow by. You know, the Christians have the Bible. We have the Quran. Yeah. But um, you know, what do atheists have uh, uh, as far as like you know uh, a moral code to live by? Is it just the the things of you know the constitution? Or, you know, uh, that believe only? it or believe it or not, atheists do not rely on just one all-knowing document to find out what we need to think about things. And atheism, okay. atheism is really the the position of uh, we don't believe God claims, and and so we don't we don't necessarily have a you know that that in it by itself doesn't mean we have a moral system. Although, right. you know, atheists do have morals, and, and there are certainly uh, atheist subgroups like the, the humanists who, uh, who have a you know, moral code, moral... There are a lot of people who really, really love Ayn Rand and live by Atlas Shrugged. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. not one of them. Uh, but they're out there. Right. That, but, I mean, the thing about atheism is it's not a comprehensive uh, system of how you should behave. And so there are a lot of different philosophical ideas out there which are equally non-God-based. Yeah, well, I recently found a new book because, I mean, the Quran's not the only thing that I, I abide by. I recently okay. found a new book called uh, Everyone Poops. Okay. I'm glad that you have discovered this book that most three-year-olds get to. Good job on that, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna go with. Up, oh, somebody's gonna come in and pass Dang. me another note. <laughs> this has got to be done faster. 
Uh, Cyrus in Atlanta. Hi, how are you all doing this evening? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I'll get right to it. Um, there's a creepypasta meme. I'm not sure if you all are familiar with this. Uh, my, my 11-year-old loves creepypasta, although lately awesome. he's started to notice that the writing quality is not that good. So okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm officially old. Okay, so, <laughs> so creepypasta is this website where, like, just random people on the Internet write horror stories, and they usually write them, like taking place in their favorite video games. So it's kind of very special interest and, uh, for the most part, terrible writing. Uh, and, oh, there's a YouTube channel where they dramatically read other people's creepypasta and laugh at them. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so and, what'd you and find? the way that I came about them actually was um, on various image boards. They used to post, uh, they'd have some sort of image, you know, to kind of stir up your imagination and then, you know, in some kind of creepy font, they write out this long story and it just almost seems like some sort of relic that you're getting that no one else is supposed to be seeing, you know. Well, you know, every, the Blair Witch Project made like, uh, you know, thousands of times its investment back, so everybody wants to be that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I was recently reading one and um, I thought it had a nice little premise and... Um, okay. Basically, what it was was um, this particular one tells a psychologically disturbing tale of an experiment involving the subject to be severed of all of his senses on the premise where, quote, they believe that the five senses clouded our awareness of eternity. Okay, and without, honestly, that sounds uh, like a good premise for a Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, so they said um, five senses clouded our awareness of eternity. Without them, a human could actually establish contact with God by thought. Okay. And so I found this to be, the story itself is a little silly. The details don't <laughs> really all add pasta? But no. <laughs> yeah. But it is provoking. So my question to you was, do you all think there is a possibility that all of what we experience through reality, however we can extend through our human experience, do you feel that that is all there is there? And is it important that we find out that that's all there is, is the, you know, smell, touch, taste, hear, and sight? Uh, you know, there's always a possibility that anything could be true, even the existence of God. But the problem is that, uh, you know, you've got to deal with the principle of, there are a limited number of ways that we get that we get reliable information and we have to go with the stuff we've got because otherwise we're just making things up with no uh, with no good reason and so the principle at work here is that you don't believe in stuff without a good reason mm -hmm. um so, I mean, sure, it's possible that there's stuff like, you know, if we could see on the ultraviolet spectrum, we'd be perceiving right. a lot of stuff that we uh, aren't noticing now. Uh, of course, we have scientific instruments to do that now. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, you know, we have to try to take in as much information as we can about our, our universe uh, but we can't just pretend that we know stuff that we don't actually know. Yeah. Well, you know, this whole science thing is pretty important because, you know, we, we through the scientific method, we've learned a lot about the, the universe and we've made technology from that science. And so that technology is, is proof 
that that we understand these things, right? The technology works because the scientific models are, are accurate. So it's you know, yes, yes, we might have some blind spots. Yes, we might not know everything, but what we do know seems to be uh, pretty accurate. Um, right. So don't don't uh, don't throw that out. <laughs> okay. It's pretty Understood. valuable stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Understood. I had a quick second one I wanted to pop in if you had a, another sure. minute. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, and I wrote these down, so I'll be succinct. Cancer as an evolutionary trait or mutation. Um, I've seen online people with cancerous growth that have their own circulation within them. It's, it's um, you know, it'll be some, it'll become a legitimate appendage, so to speak, of someone's body. Um, as our eyes help us to see what could cancer, quote unquote, serve for evolution and adaptation that we might be ignoring? Uh, cancer is really good at aiding in survival of cancer. <laughs> cancer yeah, has yeah. no interest in our survival or well-being. I mean, you know, the thing about evolution is that we have all these species that are competing for dominance, and the vast majority of species that have ever existed have gone extinct. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, you know, maybe a religious mindset requires us to look for the purpose in everything, but the fact is that if there is a competing horrible disease that is trying to kill us, uh, it may very well wind up killing us and providing no advantage to us, and that's why we, uh, you know, do our, dar- our damnedest to uh, come up with medical technology that subverts the natural order of things to su- mm. in, in some sense. I mean, it's ridiculous to sit around and wait for something good to happen, to come out of something that is obviously awful for people. Right. You have anything to add? Oh, no, no. Okay. That's that's, that's right. (laughs) So, no, you know, and we don't have, we don't have cancer creating little baby cancers and, and, uh, (laughs) and them, you know, so... So this whole evolution angle, uh, I, I don't quite get, right? It's a misunderstanding of evolution. I was trying to take evolution. it from a non, I guess a non, um, where we're seeing it as an advantageous for humans and not more so as a, if there was some other intelligent species that preceded where might cancer be seeded, you know, as, you know, evolution does. If maybe I'm interpreting evolution incorrectly, but I, uh, mutation, so you to know, speak. my recommendation to you is to pick up a basic introduction to evolution because I think you've got some ideas that are not quite right. I uh, really rec- I learned uh, a lot of evolution from Richard Dawkins, the Blind Watchmaker, and I hear that his recent book, um, The Greatest Show on Earth. Thank you. Quite good. Uh, is is very good also. And Jerry Coyne's uh, Why Evolution is True. That's, those, yes, those are, those Jerry are all Coyne's very an excellent books. writer. Yep. I'm okay. not meaning to offend by bringing up cancer. Oh, no, 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 you're not offending. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, well, that's good. I'm, I'm all out. I really appreciate what you guys do. You've helped me a lot in my own um, life, uh, de- depending on... Um, you know, having some other support, you hear people weekly talking about what they go through. And, you know, I have a family full of believers, and it, I've, I've slowly transitioned from a hostile atheist to someone who's learned to 
you know, deal in a lot of ways, and it's from listening to you guys and a couple other people. So, major okay. props, and I appreciate it. Yeah, but seriously, consider reading up on evolution because you know, the more you know, the more you know, <laughs> it's cool stuff. Okay, okay, take I care. Agree. Thanks. I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of learning. All right, Good. see ya. Uh, I've got conflicting messages here, so I'm either talking to Dane or Octavio right now. Octavio Martinez. Hi, Octavio. You're from Magnolia, Texas, and this yes, is sir. fake. <laughs> How Welcome. are you doing? What do you, what do you got? Well, first of all, thank you for taking the call. Um, I've been watching your channel. This is my first time watching it on my computer. But anyway, my yeah. question is, why is it that Moses gets a pass when it comes to murder, when in the Bible it actually says, in Genesis it actually says, well, actually with Cain, when he murdered and he's afraid that he's going to be murdered because of what he did, but God tells him, well, anybody that tries to murder you, they're going to be um, punished seven times seven or whatever. But in Genesis, Moses murders an Egyptian because he sees the Egyptian mistreating two Hebrews. And so this is actually in uh, in the Bible where he says, well, the Bible actually states or is written, Moses wakes to there's no one around, murders the Egyptian, hides the body in the sand. Now, this is before he receives the Ten Commandments. And here we go. He goes up uh, the mountain. Why are you asking us this? Well, because I tried to, um, I asked the people who claim to be religious and believe in all God. And I, you know, I, I put this question to them: if, if if they believe one thing, they have to believe everything. Which means if they believe that uh, uh, that uh, okay. God is all <laughs> merciful and all powerful, I, he can do I anything. Mean, you already know what our answer is, right? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a there's a jillion yeah. problems in the Bible, and and you just start digging, and and the more you dig, the more problems you'll find, and and. Uh, you know, I think this one is interesting in that it's a little bit obscure and it'll be off the apologetics script, right? Because what you'll find from a lot of Christians is, is they'll, they'll get a question about the Bible and why is this so, and then they'll go look up the apologetic, you know, the standard apologetic, and you'll just get this runaround of, of this rat's maze of, of scripts. And uh, this particular one I, I've never heard before, and, and yeah, it's a, yet another problem in the Bible, uh, and I doubt it's likely to be. Oh, on, I know on, what a, I know what an apologist would say. He'd say, uh, "Well, the commandment is, thou shalt not murder." And you know, Moses was doing what God wanted him to do. So, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, so you, you'll you get know. the apologetics aerobics that right. run around. It's technically, <laughs> within the law. I mean, you know, th- this is arguing the literary consistency of the Bible, and. <laughs> Uh, and I'm more interested in the question of whether God exists at all. Well, yeah. I guess, well in my in my simple view, I would. Hello, we might have lost you. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, so uh, well, I, I I have to honestly tell you, I do believe in the Creator, but not the kind that they do. What? So I'm sorry. What What do you believe exactly? I well. I can say I can say it in thirty seconds actually. I okay. believe I, I believe that there was a creator. Why? That, well, <laughs> my thirty second explanation will give it you well. Okay. 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 Let me put it another way. I and this is how I understand the world to have come into existence. Okay. That I believe in balanced theory. 
We did come up from uh, one okay. cell. That's got them. nothing to do with how the world came into existence, though. Well, that's true. But hey, here's my explanation. Yeah. That, uh, uh, the, the creator that I believe existed at the time, maybe still does, that he saw that this, uh, that the, the whatever was coming towards this planet, which was <laughs> going to be called Earth, and he allowed the uh, Earth to actually whatever whatever organism may have landed on there to thrive. And so from the time that the organism landed on this earth, he was hands off and he let it develop. Uh, uh, okay. Did, okay. From an organism where, to a fish to a <laughs> cape or whatever. Where where did you get this information from though? <laughs> well I guess I I it's something that I had to reconcile with myself about God and so what he created yeah. or what he didn't create. So th- this is so the nature of it theology. Up. It's 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 kind of made up stuff about God. Um, right. Sorry. I, <laughs> and, I, I, I understand that, but um, from my simple mind, I have to get around the fact that I don't I don't want to get into that something for nothing thing. I don't want to get into that. But uh, I guess in my simple mind, I guess I have to make sense of it. And to me, that makes most. Makes sense. Well, you know, it's I, it's perfectly honest and perfectly legitimate to say, "Hey, I don't know." Yes, I don't know. Um, and and that's that's a that's a good answer, and that and it's truthful. And and if it if it bothers you that you don't know, uh, go find out more and go learn about it. And and that's kind of one of the tenets of science is is that the, the folks that are doing science are passionate about learning things and 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 figuring out how the universe works and and. You know. That's why I really enjoy your program because you you don't you don't have any absolutes about anything. You say go learn, go learn, go questions, yeah. Yeah. read up on the subject. If you don't know what this particular, I like that. Yeah, and but and don't uh, believe what we tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, the important thing about this point of view is that when you may when you don't know something, uh, you don't make up stuff to fill in the answer. You don't. Um, right. I mean, if. If you say, I believe in a creator who does this and this and this, and I say, why, and you don't have a reason, then maybe you should think about, like, not saying so much, I believe in that, but but just saying, well, it could have happened that way, but I don't know. Maybe that's why well, I should have, I should have, I should have said it. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. And, but, you know, I, you know, who knows? Like you, like you, like y'all say, you know, you don't know there's a guy, but you can't prove it. In other words, you can't prove there's a guy. Right. Well, a lot of folks who who have God beliefs uh, believe that the God the God created the universe itself. So uh, by the time planets are there, it's a bit late. But uh, I don't know. You know. Yeah. But I think this of course is a way off the subject. But I, I, as far as you're concerned, when people call in and they argue about why do you believe in atheism and all how why aren't you an atheist? It's because they want you to admit I was abused as a child and. And as yes. soon as you say that, they're not going to bother you anymore because they want a reason, and you don't. And they, yeah. you're not getting the reason they want to hear. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a bit of a, a a poke in the eye, as far as I'm concerned. Of uh, yeah. you know, oh, you you believe you be, you don't believe in God because of some injury that you have, right? Or, exactly. Or it's very condescending and very uh, I don't know. It's like let's 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 talk about the merits of the claim and not and not my personal history because uh, that's irrelevant. Right. Exactly. I exactly. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I'll let you go. I know it's more, probably more important to call. But anyway, thank you right. for being on. Uh, thanks and, for your uh, call. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll probably be a regular caller. Thank you.
All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bob in Fredericksburg. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing? Uh, I wanted Hi. to know if you guys have been following the whole um, public fallout with the show Duck Dynasty. Yeah, it's and, hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I they, like my my the favorite guy. comment was something like uh, 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 Matt Taibbi said, A and E said. Uh, this guy we've spent the last few years turning into a rock star certainly does not represent the views of our advertising department. <laughs> right. Well, I, I guess my comment is that, you know, he's being attacked by the liberal media for expressing his viewpoint, you know, which he says are, are rooted in the Bible. Okay. You know, but then, then they're all, you know, why can they attack a religion that, you know, they're all about free speech? Uh, why does free speech require you to have a reality show? It doesn't, it's not a requirement, but that's okay. just, you know, are, that's do you think? Do you think that uh, liberal atheists are not allowed to criticize points of view they find stupid? No, anybody can say anything they want, but they okay. shouldn't be penalized for it. Why not? Why? Because it's free speech, right? <laughs> so... And do you so, so the wait, responses you, are free speech? Good grief! Yeah, how is their how is their speech not still free? They actually said the thing they said, right? Yeah, they said the things they said. Sure. Okay, so they still have free speech. Arts and the Arts and Entertainment Network has not taken away their right to say what they want. They've just I know, but they they've just decided that it is not profitable for them to continue airing that on their network. So, well, they just had a major uh, Democratic politician come out in favor of Bill Robertson. Which, who? Uh, Harry Platypus. Okay, bye. Platypus? A lot of people think they're funny and are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was a terrible accent, too. Dane? Yes? Hey, uh, uh, I've... I've lost any notes I might have had on you. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Watertown, South Dakota. Hi. How are you Hi. doing? Um, I had a question about uh, my job. My job, I take people with disabilities out in the community and help them get about. So one of the things I end up doing is taking them to church. And I'm curious of when I go to church with these people, if it's considered disrespectful to just sit while they're kneeling and standing and such or not because in my head i view it as they're uh by kneeling and standing when they're doing it it's showing uh belief towards what they believe in and as an atheist i don't believe in any of it uh, uh sorry why are you going to church it's part of his job uh, it's part of my job oh. i help yeah. people with disabilities oh i see um can you can you go out and sit in the lobby or sit in the? No, I have I have to be in the service. Huh. Well, I I I don't think that your job description requires you to act uh, like a congregant. Uh, mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess it depends on how concerned you are about being uh, singled out. Oh, not at all. I was, I was okay. just curious because I don't really have a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I'd recommend just, you know, sitting there and, uh, you know, counting the hours until you can get out of there. And 
uh, not not make a scene and and uh, you know uh, bring your do phone. Your thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think people might notice that more. But I mean, uh, really, you know, so so you work for these people with disabilities, right? Correct. Have you? Uh, are you able to let them know that you are not uh, a practitioner of their religion? Um, they know, but don't quite have the cognitive ability to. Um, oh, oh, okay. Make, make an, any effort on that uh, belief. But there are also people who are are paying your checks, right? I mean, there are other people. Well, the who organization. Are... Uh, they, they okay. Get, these people get SSI money and stuff. Gotcha. So it sounds to me like uh, you not participating wouldn't bother the people uh, that that you're helping, and it uh, and certainly your employers would probably understand. Uh, mm-hmm. And you don't care what the people around you think, so I say just stand your ground. Okay, I was just um, I'm just curious because, like, they don't have a lot of there's not a, in South Dakota not a lot of atheist people around. Not that there aren't any, but right. Uh. Well, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be an atheist thing. What if you were Jewish? Um, true, true. Like, I, I'm not sure if this is uncomfortable enough for you that you might want to have a chat with, with, like, the pastor or something. But, uh, but I mean, if it doesn't bother you and it doesn't bother the people who matter, then I would say... Yeah, uh, yeah I, let's back yeah. up a little bit. What, what, what's the problem here? Are, are you are you uncomfortable or or are you being singled out or or what's going on? No, no, I'm just. This is a more of a personal struggle. Just on does sitting there and not participating with the group show disrespect? So uh, you're feeling some peer pressure, is what I'm hearing. No, no, it, this is internal struggle. Uh huh. Is just you know which is more valuable: the fact that um to be um respectful to the belief as opposed to, you know, I, it's not, you know, it's hard where, to where, where to draw the line, I get, I get it. Right. right. So you, you, and, you have to be there for your work. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that if you're just sitting quietly, uh, that's all you got to do. Right. That's, that's... Yeah, the, the main reason, it's normally a Lutheran church, so there's not a lot of kneeling there, but it usually comes down to the way... They word things, you know. Um, I'm mostly experienced in Catholic because I used to be a Catholic. But, like, mm-hmm. when it's, for instance, you know, when they do the handshaking around in the middle of the service, you know, they'll say, like, share the peace of Christ or something like that. Yeah, well, maybe you can sit on the aisle or something. <laughs> yeah, can you? <laughs> towards the back, but. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I would sit all the way in the back if you can get away with it. Anyway. Yeah, I would just. Like I say, just curious about other than an atheist viewpoint on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that this is a thing where there is an atheist viewpoint. The, it's right, right. a pretty unusual situation. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, we deal with church-state separation mostly, um, you know, religion in the workplace, these sorts of things. Uh, you, know, this, you know, if it's part of your job to, to, to sit, in a, sit in a pew, um, you got to do your job, you know. What can right. I say? Right, right. Which is, you know, not to even bring up the issue of the predatory nature of stuff like Jesus Cares. Are you aware no, of what the Jesus Cares is? No. I'm but, not familiar, but I can but, guess. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not at all it's surprised a, about predatory. <laughs> it's a Lutheran, it's a Lutheran uh, 
service uh, from a certain, uh, I think it's in Minnesota, they're based, but they specifically proselytize uh, uh, towards people with disabilities. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, that's... Um... Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, blog about it on, 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 in your spare time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. And, 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 and use that, that as a way to vent and get, get some of your frustrations out. Okay. All right. Well, I'm okay. just looking for some opinions on it. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks well, for good calling. Luck you. Good luck. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sherry in Arizona. Hi. Hi. Um, so my question is, do you guys feel that people of faith can also be free thinkers? Because I've had a pastor tell me that he is a free thinker. But I just don't agree with that, and I wasn't quite sure how to respond. Well, free thinker is a pretty broad term, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, they, if he said he was an atheist and a person of faith, then, then it's like there's a problem there. <laughs> But a free thinker, you know, I think as far as the definition goes, you could possibly arrive at the conclusion that, hey, there is a God. Um, so, I, I feel like the word free thinker is a little bit weaselly to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, yeah. people aren't willing to say they're atheists and, and um, you know, they pick this terminology for themselves that nobody could possibly take an issue with, except except that it's usually applied to atheists. Um, I, I think you're right to uh, to uh, have a little red flag go up. You know, it's like what what what's what's the game here, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, my reaction to that would be something like, okay, you know, you clearly you're working with the definition of free thinker that. Uh, that lets you call yourself one. I don't care. Let's get to what you believe and why. And and yeah. you know, because I don't like to waste time on arguing with what words people like to use to apply it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people do get caught up a lot on labels uh, unnecessarily. Right. Well, I guess it was just very confusing because he went on the point that you know God allows us to have free will and we can you know, be free thinkers. He doesn't want us to think that much. And it was just, <laughs> I just it was just weird that he would say that, you know, God wants us to think for ourselves and not be robots, but not <laughs> think too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever encountered Right. That. So, so uh, <laughs> you know, I maybe ask him, like, so uh, does God, does God like it that I've decided to be an atheist? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. Sounds yeah. like the thought police to me, you know. Right. <laughs> you can right. think these things, really but not weird. these I had, things. I like, had, an hour conversation with this guy, and the next day, something really weird happened to me. I went for a run, and after running, there was, a, like, a cross on my chest. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it completely freaked me out, but it was just wet. And I think that if <laughs> I would have, like, told him that, he would have been like, aha, you know, God does exist. And okay. It was just, it was yeah. just a Don't read too much into that. that. That sort of symbol is everywhere. Yeah, the great thing <laughs> about the cross is that it's such a simple geometric shape that it shows up all over right. the place for no reason. Right, right. Like, like when the, 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 the World Trade Center towers fell. It's like, right. oh, they or, found a cross. Right. Boy, how, how could they not find a cross? <laughs> <laughs> or the there's some kind there of molecule you know, that right angle finger yeah. normally falls <laughs> forms into a cross, and that's a sign of God. Whatever. 
yeah. Okay. But he also uh, said that, you know, when I told him that I was an atheist, he's like, oh, well, everyone has a God, and, you know, everyone worships a God. And, again, that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, eye roll. Like, yeah. you know, tell him you worship Marduk. <laughs> yeah. Or or go with George Carlin's line. You know who I pray to? Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, you, you just can't take that too seriously. It's, it's just yeah. Just funny. I mean, this is a guy whose argumentation technique is to stick words in your mouth and not take seriously the stuff you say. I mean, this just doesn't sound to me like you're having productive discussions yeah, with him. It doesn't if sound you're spending honest. hours arguing with what he means by a word. Right. Right. Uh, I mean. You know, when when somebody when a conversation on this show turns into that, uh, we'll I usually on. hang up yeah. after a couple minutes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and it's just weird because you know I told him about the, the atheist experience, and I told him how you know like how Matt used to be a clergy member or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes, well, he didn't really believe. He, yeah. he really didn't know God, and I'm like, well, there's right. thousands yeah. of people out there that in the same position. My, my yes, advice yes. to you uh, is... Wait, to... I hope you told him to call. Yeah. I did. Okay. I did, but then he compared me to Satan when I said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, my uh, advice to you is I can't is to... believe I said that this wasn't a productive discussion. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. Have enough respect for yourself that you don't let people lie to you. Right, right. Yeah. In the conversation. Yeah. Right. Point out the lies and say, I'm done, you know. That's, that's what I would yeah, do. Yeah, I, I thought he was just being intellectually dishonest and so I, I don't think I will talk to him again because of that so yeah yeah I well, agree okay, thanks guys all right okay okay thanks. uh so we're out of time uh we'll see you guys at Threadgills. um thanks Don for coming on yeah and giving that oh and we're not going to be on next week oh yeah so yes this is the final show of the year and we've done it we've done so it. uh see you guys next year bye